Hello and welcome to the Fresh Start Podcast, a show where we share success principles, explore the stories, experiences, and journey of real people in order to provide newcomers with strategies to succeed. My name is David Ojayinka. On today's episode, I'll be talking to Toby Oluwole. Toby holds a Bachelor of International Business with focus on international strategy and human resource management from Carlton University. Toby is a Nigerian-born entrepreneur based in Ottawa, Canada. He is the co-founder and CEO of 3Skills and a merchant success manager at Shopify. Please help me in welcoming Toby Oluwole. Welcome to the show today, Toby. I'm super excited to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I just want to start with how your company, The Three Skills, is helping international students. Yeah, um, you know, I moved here as an international student 10 years ago and, uh, you know, went to school. I graduated from Carleton. And the first thing I saw was that it was it was pretty difficult to just get or, you know, land an interview. But fortunately for me, I was able to land an interview, land a job coming out of school. But then uh, two years later, when my younger sister was graduating, uh, she finished with, you know, one of the highest GPAs in, in her year. And uh, she could not find a job. She was applying for months um, and she started herself Korean. She has taught herself how to knit her own hair. She's one of the most intelligent, like naturally intelligent people I know. I, she still couldn't find a job and um, I had to step in and, you know, get a marketing company that I'd worked with in the past to agree to take her on as an operations person. Um, and she ended up helping them, you know, double their business. And that was when, you know, I first realized that the talent is equal, but the opportunities are not for international students, especially. And so from there, you know, in 2019, I'm having lunch with a friend of mine and she's Canadian. And she was talking about how she had been out of work for over a year. Um, now she had paid a company $2,400 to help her with you know, resume and LinkedIn and you know, all that stuff and how, you know, she still hadn't found a job. And I just realized that there was a gap there that, you know, international students probably can't pay an extra 2400 bucks on top of, you know, all the money that they have paid in tuition to, you know, have somebody help them with their resume and, and all of that. So, you know, I called my best friend. I said, hey, you know, we, we've been looking for a problem to solve. How about we solve this problem? And he uh, he agreed to come in and see if there was a need for it. So we found two other co-founders. And uh, what we did was I just posted on my Instagram and I said, hey, I want to help, you know, five people get jobs this year. And about 50 people messaged me. So from there, I realized that, okay, you know, there's a need for this. People actually need this service. And so, you know, we launched and, you know, what we found after we launched was that, you know, people really did need the help with their resumes. They needed the help with, you know, their LinkedIn and their, you know, interview skills. Um, and so right off the bat, we got 20 students and um, that was the beginning of three skills. And today we've helped over 55 people land jobs um, here in Canada and it's been really rewarding just to know that the knowledge that we gathered um, is actually impactful to the students that we have. Wow. It's interesting to, to hear that despite the fact that 
international students spend a lot of money to come to Canada to earn a bachelor's degree plus master's degree and some people take it further to earn a PhD. They still struggle. But my question is, is that struggle only for people with bachelor's degree and it has nothing to do with people with master's or PhD? Funny enough, we have a PhD and a master's student in our course this month because the struggle doesn't has less to do with the degree. It has just more to do with the amount of opportunity out there right now. It also has a lot to do with you know what employers are looking for versus what school is teaching. So I feel like there's still a gap there, um, and that's the gap that we try to close. Which is, you know, if you go to school, yeah, there's career services, but does career services give you, you know, an accurate representation of what the employer is looking for? Not all the time. Sometimes yes, um, but not all the time. And so whether you're taking a master's or a bachelor or whatever else, we know that if you do not have a network, if you do not have previous job experience, you're most likely not going to find a job, right? Like, because those two things really, really matter, right? It's not, it's the, I put it as it's not who you know, it's who knows you, right? And that's what I think a network mm -hmm. is, right? And so when I think of, you know, master students or international students that come here, you know, the first thing I think of is the fact that, you know, they don't have a network, they don't have Canadian job experience, whatever that is, you know, so they have to get in a pool of candidates with, you know, 250 plus people and try to prove themselves. And then you have all the discrimination on top of that of, oh, you know, they have a long name or, oh, they have an accent, oh, this, oh, that. And now you're basically putting them up against the odds and, you know, seeing if they will survive, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and and that's that's not an even playing field. I think that's why I, I'm not a big advocate of people going back to school. For some things, I am obviously doctors, you know, lawyers, engineers, anything technical. I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, you can go back to school. But for a lot of other uh, roles, I say, you know what? Why don't you take a, a minimum wage or low-paying job that will allow you to learn those real-life skills instead of going back to learn theory. Because having that real life experience is more valuable and someone can pay you to learn that real life experience. That's, that's kind of what I've seen is like, okay, yes, obviously there are, uh, you know, there are problems across the board and it's not just international students. Like we focus on international students and new grads, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just international students, but they, there is a gap there. Like employers want something that, you know, students and new grads are not getting. So someone needs to make that uh, change so that we can actually start to see those new grads find jobs, you know. You emphasized on network and previous job experience, but how can international students plus new grads build a good network, quality network, and also earn job experience while they're in school? Yeah, I think, you know, building a network is, is really just around um, building relationships and creating value for people, right? Um, giving them a reason to remember you and to have you top of mind. And I think that's where for international students and new grads to start building networks, what I would say is, you know, especially while you're in school, don't just study, right? You go for beers, go for coffee, get to know people, right? Um, spend time with them, go on cottage trips, right? Live in the culture, enjoy the journey, right? The journey is the destination in this case, right? It's not about your piece of paper. Your piece of paper would do less for you than 
a network, right? So I think that's where, you know, we're learning that it's not about just going to school and then finishing and then submitting a resume to get a good job. Like, no, it's about, okay, who's going to vouch for you? Who's going to refer you um, and all of that. So I think um, that's one way to build a good network is, you know, take the time to live in the culture with people. And then the other thing is, you know, when it comes to getting experience, the best way to get experience is to build your own, in my opinion. Now, a lot of people don't agree with me and that's fine. Um, but the best way to build experience is to just build your own. If you start a business or you start a podcast or you start um, an Etsy store or YouTube channel, an Instagram page, if you start any of those and you learn how to, you know, coordinate yourself, you learn marketing, you learn content production, you learn, you know, how to build relationships. Those are all tangible pieces of experience that you can use in any job, right? And the other part is you might get fortunate and actually hit the jackpot with one of your endeavors. If you can't use a network to build your own experience, then what you need to do is, you know, use entrepreneurship and the internet to build your own experience, right? Like I have a friend who, um, he, when he was 18, he started cutting grass. He just started cutting grass for neighbors, for people in his neighborhood. Um, that was his first bit of experience. He got a general manager job at a gym after that, <laughs> right? Because you, you learn real world skills when you can do your own thing, right? So that's usually what I recommend to people, you know, build an app, build a game, build, just do something, do something that makes you learn something new. That's really what it comes down to. Do something that makes you learn a new skill that will add value to you as a human being, uh, as a worker, right? Um, so those are probably the two biggest pieces of advice I'd give people is a, a good network is the antidote to no, no uh, experience. If you have a good network, you'll, you'll be able to get experience. But if you don't have a good network and you need experience, then just create your own. And yes, you're right that some people may not agree with you about building your own experience. Now, the question some people may be having is, okay, you said I should build my own experience, but I want to go into investment banking. And, and I'm sure that in your own experience as a CEO of the three skill, doing amazing work and helping to add value to the Canadian economy, how can people tell that story? from somebody who used to cut grass, for example, to somebody who is trying to go into investment banking. And during the summer, when they apply for jobs, they keep getting jobs like Walmart, call centers, and their dream is to actually go into investment banking. How can they relate that to their dream career? Maybe in your own experience or maybe based on your own expertise with helping people. How do you think people can tell that story to employers? I think it's just understanding that people need to learn how to communicate their value. If you want to get a company to take a chance on you, then you need to learn how to communicate your value, right? You need to learn how to explain to them that yes you don't have the experience but you can do the job and what that comes down to is if you want to go into investment banking out of school and you don't have the experience or you want to go into an industry that you don't have the experience in then you just have to learn what the job requires mm -hmm. because it's not just about it's not companies don't they're not looking for five years of experience they're looking for a certain skill level mm -hmm. 
right? They have just found that the best way to quantify it is by putting the number of years. Mm -hmm. But if you get five years of experience in six months because you built an app that has 10,000 users, mm -hmm. then you are just as valuable as the guy that took five years to Yeah, I mean, it's, I just feel like that's, every time I've gotten, um, you know, I started a, a company in 2017, mm -hmm. a sales training company, um, a consulting company. And I started it after about 13 months of experience in doing sales, right? Mm -hmm. You know, someone would ask me, you know, who, you're 22, 23. How can you be starting a consulting company? What do you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. But I got a client to pay me 1500 bucks a month to come in and train their people. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't matter that I got the experience in 13 months and that I'm young. That's not what matters. What matters is I can do the job, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So if I can do the job, then what is the problem, right? I, I like to think of it in terms of like, you know, all these soccer players, right? Soccer mm -hmm. players, they'll be... Um, you know, you'll see like a 17-year-old, 18-year-old Messi get mm -hmm. on the field, dribble 30-year-olds that have been <laughs> playing for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Is anybody going to come and ask, oh, Messi, what's your resume? What's your experience? No, mm -hmm. if you have the skill, you have the skill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in the same way, if you want to get into investment banking, for example, I have a friend who works with me at Shopify. How he got into Shopify was when he was in school, he built an app that pairs tutors to um, students, mm -hmm. right? The, the app barely got off the ground. They had maybe, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred users, a couple thousand users. Mm -hmm. it, it barely, it didn't make any money. It cost him time, it cost him money. But Shopify hired him based off the fact that he had the initiative to build an app and solve a problem. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm going, okay, well, what is holding you back from creating your own experience? Right now, we've built three skills to you know where it is, and one of our founders, five, six months in, who I've who been trying to get into HR, she's the one that works with our students to help them get placed into different companies. So she would screen the students, she would do interviews with them, prep them. And she had sales experience with me at my old job, but she wanted to get into recruiting. Mm -hmm. Guess what? The recruiting experience that she had with five months of three skills was mm -hmm. what helped her get over the line for the role she now works at in Shopify as a recruiter. Wow. Five months of experience that we created by ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't get it. I don't get why people go like, oh, I have to go back to school or oh, like, just create your own experience. YouTube, free. Instagram, free. Facebook, free. Pinterest, free. Podcasts, Anchor, free. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can just create your experience for free. So what do you think is holding people back from doing this thing? Fear of failure. Mm. They think that, you know, oh, I can't do it. Because, you know, I, I, I don't have the experience. How do I, you know, start creating content? How do I, you know, start making videos? I can't afford. I mean, people will come up with any excuse in the book is what I found. Mm -hmm. And they come up with excuses because they're, they're scared of, they're either scared of failing or they're scared of success. Mm -hmm. But either way, it's mostly fear, right? Like I started a, uh, a clothing line in 20, uh, I think 2017. You've done so many things, man. I'm, I'm really inspired. <laughs> most of them, most of them have failed, but I don't care because I get experience for free. No, I, I don't think it's you failure. Know? I think it's, it, that's what has gotten you to this point, right? I think it's just an opportunity to try something different and it's, it has gotten you here. Right. So, yeah. so, I mean, I started a clothing line called surrender and we were, our whole thing was surrender your fear and just step out and do what you want to do. 
because mm-hmm. a lot of people's dreams just die in their head. They just die. Mm. It's like you, you didn't, you know, uh, someone tried to talk me out of studying three skills. He, he said that there was no need for it, that there were government programs, that we wouldn't make money, that who needs this? Like, and I was like, okay, well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And now that we've helped 60 people, like, is he going to tell me that there was no need for it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, that can't happen. Like, that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is you, you take your, your haters and you convert them to believers. Mm-hmm. But you can only do that by putting your head down and getting to work. And yeah, so what if you fail? You will, if you fail and you learn, you didn't lose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. people go like, okay, I, I fail. Okay, so, but did you learn something? Yes, yeah, so you didn't lose. Now let's go back to the beginning of your journey to Canada, you know, because there's a story behind every decision to migrate. Can you take us through yours and how you were able to integrate into the Canadian society effectively? The decision wasn't really mine. My dad just said I paid your school fees to Canada. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to go to England and be a professional soccer player, go to an academy. That's what I really wanted to do. Um, I couldn't find a way to do it. So my dad paid for school fee in Canada. I'm really glad he did because I love Canada. I love what it can, what it allows us to be and the opportunities we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so this, I guess it's a short story on my end. <laughs> it was, I, I had no say in, in how I got here. I think my parents just, you know, wanted us to have a, a life in a safe place and create good relationships and you know, good careers in Canada seemed like the best option at the time. When your dad told you that you'd be coming to Canada, how did you feel? And when you got to Canada, how did you integrate into the into the Canadian system? Um, so I cried a lot. I cried a lot because I really did not want to come. Um, I thought it was just a cold place. I didn't know anything about Canada. Um, all I knew was close to the U.S. Um, so I wasn't happy. I was very angry at them, which now I kind of regret, actually, because they definitely made the best decision. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when it came to integrating, I always integrate the same way I find. I play soccer. That's just how I integrate into places. Because when you play soccer on a team, you essentially get 20 friends right away. <laughs> because, you know, team sports. Uh, every time I've moved, I've been to 13 schools in my life. I think I've lived in like five countries or something like that. But every time I've moved, um, I do the same thing. I play soccer. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's something about playing sports that really builds the camaraderie, that builds the relationship, you know. Um, so it's always been my plan. Um, I've never really deviated from it. Um, and I played soccer for Carlton when I, you know, came here, I played for my high school in Hamilton 2010 when I moved here. So that's usually my plan. That's usually what I recommend to people is, you know, don't make it hard, you know, go to a church, go to a, you know, tennis club, a sports club, you know, just go do something where people already are and relationships already are It's easier to get pulled into you know, a bunch of relationships than it is to create a bunch of new relationships. So what are some of the mistakes you see international students make when it comes to their career? The first one is, I don't know if it's their fault, but they don't work at all during summers or during school. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they go on vacation, which, you know, everyone needs vacation. But, you know, when you're vacationing, Canadian students are working, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So they don't, you know do what they need to do early enough, which is start building their careers, start building relationships. Um, the other thing they do is, you know, they don't meet enough people in school. And, you know, I start to understand why when, when you're so far away from home, 
a lot of times you you just want to be around people that remind you of home. So you end up with a lot of you know Nigerian friends or um, people that are from where you are from. And you know, as good as that is, I think the other side of it is also getting friends that are from you know the local context, right? Building relationships outside of uh, the people you know um, or that are from where you're from, because those are the people that you know have the relationships that you can leverage that can you know be of help when you need them to be of help. Um, so I think those are probably the two biggest things that you know they don't do but the question that some people may be having is okay you said i should make friends and get a job but how do i do that can you give us like practical example or stories that support that that point yeah um so you know for me uh, i had never heard of a cottage before i came to canada i did not know what a cottage is um but you know in 2015 you know i go to a cottage with you know, 20 friends and we have a boat and we go on the water and we, you know, we have fun. We still talk about it till today. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of friendships were formed in, in that, um, in that weekend. When it comes to making friends, I think it's just getting out of your comfort zone. Uh, I find Nigerians are naturally not very adventurous, right? Like, um, you know, we don't, it's not like we're like, you, you might not find a Nigerian going hiking <laughs> or, you know, going, you know, water skiing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that, you know, that's not what we would prefer to spend our time doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, sometimes you, you just need to, you know, understand the culture a bit more take some risks. Um, just get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. You, you can talk to people about, you know, your culture, but you know, also in, indulge in theirs so that you can, you know, close the gap and build friendships. That's really what friendships are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the friendship part. In terms of a job, it's just honestly taking the time to, you know, build your resume, work on your skills. A lot of first jobs I find, you know, even for Canadians, like this is not all the time, but uh, a lot of the people I know that started working at 15 or 16, you know, it was somebody's friend's dad or somebody's uncle that gave them their first job. You know, like for me, my first ever job was, you know, working as a referee in in Carlton. And I got that job through someone I used to play, you know, football with who was a referee there, right? He just referred me. I didn't even have a referee credential or anything, but he knew I could play soccer. He knew I understood the game. And that was how I got my first, you know, kind of job. So in that same vein, right, you know, the relationships go either way. It's for friendships, but it's also for your career. Um, Cause that's, that's really where you, you get to stand out and, and make a difference as opposed to someone just pumping out resumes, trying to make money in the middle of summer. You know, if you have relationships, you know, someone might be able to refer you, someone might be able to vouch for you to get a job. Um, so I think that's something that just international students in general need to spend more time on is okay, who knows you, who do you know, um, so that you're not out here trying to build your career by yourself. You mentioned now that, you know, not just pumping out resumes because applying for job, it's, it's more like a full-time job itself. But how do you think that international students or anyone, even newcomers, make sure that they apply for the job purposefully? I mean, this is all the stuff we teach in the course, right? It's, the first thing is, you know, understanding that the employers only care about what they care about. A lot of people put out the same resume for, you know, 100 jobs, saying the same thing, talking about the same skill, 
you know, using the same words, you know, like they don't tailor it at all. So purposely looking for a job looks like tailoring your resume to what the employer is looking for. It's like dating, right? Like if the person hates seafood and it says it right there, don't take them to Red Lobster. <laughs> like <laughs> they, take them to where they care about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, one mistake people make that really hurts their chances because, you know, why would an employer hire somebody that doesn't even care what, what they had to say in the job description, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, you know, when you apply, instead of just putting your name and your resume and wishing for the best, connecting with someone at the company and, you know, asking for 10 minutes of their time to understand more about the context of the company, to understand more about, you know, what to expect in the role. Um, every single week I get on a call with somebody who's reaching out about Shopify and I tell them what to expect. I tell them, you know, how to think about their application. Um, and that's one more person that they have inside Shopify that can vouch for them. In fact, before I got my job at Shopify, I think I knew about 20 people that were already working. Hmm. I used to go for lunch there all the time. Um, and I think that's something that's big is, you know, you have to stand out. It's not having a good resume is just as useless as having a bad resume. When there are 250 people in the candidate pool, mm-hmm. you have to have a great resume. And if you can get a relationship, that's a bonus, right? Mm. So that's really what it comes down to. I think a lot of people are making the mistake of uh, just putting their resumes and hoping for the best because hope is not a strategy. We teach that to our students too. And also, what are the myths that employers have about international students in your own experience? Um, I mean, I wrote a post about this, but um, I think there are quite a few. The one I think that applies to employers the most is, you know, when they see a long name or, you know, someone that has an accent mm-hmm. um, or experience from another country, they automatically assume that they are less qualified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why that's a thing, but they just assume that they are you know, not as qualified. Um, they also t- tend to believe that it's riskier to hire international students than it is to hire a domestic student, even though, you know, a domestic student can leave at any time and an international student actually really needs this opportunity. Um, so those are the two that I think apply the most to companies uh, and employers when it comes to international students. Um, and it is sad, like it's it's one of the more discouraging things, but I believe that that can change and it just is more education that's needed. So to end our conversation, what is that one really bad mistake that you've made in the past, you know, and how did you, did you cost correct? I once, from my clothing line, I, you know, without consulting any of my partners or anything, I, I opted to raise money, you know, from some private investors that I knew. We had a plan, but we weren't informed enough. Like our plan wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, instead of trying to build the company and build the revenue ourselves, we ended up trying to raise money instead, um, which we did. And, you know, within a couple, within a year or two, you know, we essentially had lost the money because even though we were working really, really hard to be successful, mm-hmm. we, we just didn't know enough to be as successful as we wanted to be mm-hmm. in this area. Um, we, we didn't have enough insight. We didn't have enough experience. Are you talking and, about the three skills? No, I'm talking about my, my clothing company that okay. shut down last year. Okay. Um, so I started in 2017 
and um, yeah, we just you know we we knew how to do the designs. You know, we made a bit of money. We did some pop up shops. People loved our clothes, but operationally speaking, it just wasn't a sound operation. So we ended up losing quite a bit of money. I, I lost a lot of my money. And the one thing I learned from that is to not raise money if you don't need to, because mm-hmm. what money does is amplify what is already happening. Mm-hmm. So if you're already making mistakes, money will amplify your mistakes. If you're already mm-hmm. making progress, money will amplify your progress. Mm-hmm. So you know, even for three skills, what we ended up doing instead of raising money was we sold the course before we built the course and and that helped us stay profitable we've been profitable since day one and so that's that's kind of how i took that lesson lesson and applied it to my next business how did um, you come by the name three the three skills yeah so we were looking um i was researching like obviously i was trying to find a name but um i was also researching like what we should put in the course mm-hmm. so i googled um you know what are the skills that employers look for the most mm-hmm. in 2019 and it was you know collaboration adaptability persuasion um sorry yeah creativity adaptability persuasion collaboration and time management and you know I went time management, like, I don't know anything about time management, um, or I didn't, I, you know, collaboration, I think you learn from being on any team, whether that's school or sports. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, but I never took a course in persuasion. I never, you know, saw myself as a creative person, mm-hmm. but the employers are looking for creativity um, and, you know, adaptability. Again, like, I don't even know what that means. So I went, oh, those are like maybe the three skills we can teach. And then three skills was born. Every international student needs the three skills. However, is it only for international students or does it cater to newcomers, immigrants too? Oh, yeah, it caters to, like, we've had Canadian students, a lot of Canadian students. We've had, you know, immigrants, we've had newcomers. Um, I learned a very crucial thing when I was learning how to market my clothing line. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is if you don't have a target market, then nobody will believe that they are the right market. Mm-hmm. So we picked international students because we can speak to international students. The most um, we were international students. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what we have realized is, you know, international students have Canadian friends. <laughs> so, you know, they will market for us. Mm-hmm. So we just target them and, um, you know, they're the ones that we can relate to the most. And, yeah, the rest of it happens pretty, pretty much organically. Wow. So for every listener who is looking for a job or knows someone that they love and care about, the three skills, the right people to go, because obviously it's transforming lives and I really wanted to transform yours. So I would encourage you to um, reach out to Toby Oluwole. He's on LinkedIn, he's on Instagram. And also on the websites. What's the website? Uh, the d3skills.com. So T-A-T number three skills.com. The three skills.com. What are your parting words for our listeners? I would say just get over yourself and go start something that you love. I would just say, you know, find a platform that allows you to do something you're passionate about. So if you're creative and you like to sing, you know, create a TikTok. If you're business oriented, start posting on LinkedIn, create a Shopify store, create an Etsy store. I, I think the greatest 
biggest blessing we have in this generation is that there are so many different platforms and opportunities for us to live up to our full potential. Thank you so much, Toby. Thank you for the gift of your time. And I'm very sure that all our listeners will take one or two principles away from this conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Fresh Start. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with someone you know and love. Please go ahead and subscribe on any platform you listen to your podcast. And also please take a moment to leave us a review because that would help us to reach more audience. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FreshStartOrb. If you know any newcomer you think would be a good fit to interview for the podcast, we'd like to hear from you please go to www.thefreshstartup.com to nominate someone. We appreciate you and remember, no matter how hard the past is, you can always begin again. Take care and have a great week.